This is the Barely Educated Podcast. We are here to discuss the Bears' 49-29 loss to the Dallas Cowboys, which normally would make a Bears fan feel, oh, you know, feelings like that. But I'm not feeling that way today, and I'm here to discuss that with my partner in this lovely podcast, Mark Jansen. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for uh, for being willing to do this. Oh, this yeah. early hour. No problem. I had a normally I have a nine o'clock class, but they're all gone on a choir trip today, so oh, okay. I'm still at home actually in my pajamas. He's an absolute bum. Well, I, which is a Bears T-shirt, everyone. Of course, yes. <laughs> no one needed to know that. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we are getting to this bright and early for, for some. Anyway, 8.30 Monday morning, so I haven't listened to any coverage of the game, which is by design. <clears throat> I think you nailed it when you said normally we'd be like, ugh, at that loss. <laughs> but I just, there are some stats that just don't matter this year that kind of sound like we're being losers, but wins are one of them. I just don't care as long as the team doesn't end up demoralized. And I think they're winning enough that, they'll see the progress and they'll get, you know, six, seven wins and not be demoralized because that was a great game for the long term. That's the bottom line. Yes. And the other stat that I wanted to share that doesn't matter is field passing yards. We are officially in a total yards scenario with Mm. analyzing him. And really he is like the perfect, you have to watch the game player right now because they're running so much. And he completed seven of twenty-three, good enough for seventy plus percent. I just want to see efficiency and scoring. And if he's doing it with his legs, great. If he's doing it with his arms, great. People are like, oh, he only had 150 passing yards. Doesn't matter. They put up 29 on the road against a really good defense. It was the best game of his career by a bunch of metrics. It's my quarterback. That is so much more important than the fact that they lost because the defense was horrible. Horrible. We'll get to that. But yeah, uh, yeah, 17 of 23 for a uh, 74% uh, completion percentage and three drops, like three should have been caught easy catch drops in there too. So uh, listen, John Fox, with your percentage, I didn't know you were a math major. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I wasn't a math major, but <laughs> I just looked it up. I Good job. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, so but, three drops. Sorry, I continue. No, I was just going to say, like, his accuracy was uh, was quite good yesterday. I've heard some rumblings that, oh, he's not as accurate as he uh, used to be, or he's just not very accurate. Apparently, last Monday, there was some stat that was thrown up on the TV that he was uh, only, like, 20 or 24% inaccurate on all his passes or something like that. I don't know. It seemed like a classic ESPN made-up stat when I heard about it, but his accuracy should... His but they stat- require context. Gr- right, right. But his accuracy should not be a concern. Not long. Short accuracy has been a problem this year, which is probably why that number was as high as it was. But yesterday he hit those throws. He did. And I told you a while ago, a couple weeks ago, he does the hard stuff well. It's the Nate Tice point. And the easy stuff will come with comfort and familiarity. And it is now what we're seeing right the nifty sidearm td to herbert last week mm-hmm. he had a couple versions of that this last game uh, he's not missing those layups now i mean he'll miss one eventually again yeah. obviously 
And if he still has a couple bad at the line, I need to figure out what's going on there. But if you're not seeing Justin Fields making progress the last month, I I don't think you're watching the complete game or I question your football IQ. I really do because <laughs> there are major steps being taken here in, and some of it's always been there. He's always been really poised and elite athletically, and he's just faster than everybody. And he keeps showing you that all the time, even with Micah Parsons on the field, by the way. But now I'm seeing him getting the ball out more. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing touch on intermediate throws. He's really good at uh, like 20 yards, you know, and the deep ball. He missed the first one to St. Brown. That's on him and on St. Brown. I'm looking forward to Tim Jenkins and those guys breaking that one down because mm. to me, St. Brown's got to come back better for that ball. Yep, yep. And that should be a DPI. That is DPI right that everybody in the league runs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. By the way, the league needs to look at that. An underthrown ball should not be so often pass interference because the defender has no chance there. But if St. Brown comes back for it, he either catches it or probably gets a flag. So I put that on both of them. The other deep balls are make a play. Make a play, guys. Valus Jones, catch that ball. That was a beautiful uh, throw. Perfect throw. We'll talk about Valus more in a minute. Okay. I don't want to be too hard on him. People are losing their minds, but there is room to question some things there. Uh, again, St. Brown, go up and get the ball in the end zone. And Pettis, go up and get the ball in the end zone. That one would have been definitely tougher. So they they still desperately need uh, uh was it Spiegel who coined the term the Guagi? I believe so. Yeah, the, the go up and get it guy. And I watched Terry McLaurin in the late window go up and get it to win a game. Well, to put him in position to win on the next play, whatever. And it's like, yeah, we don't really have a guy doing that. Mooney had that amazing one handed grab, and he still runs beautiful routes. Oh, did he ever toast digs a couple yeah. times? Which yeah, love to see. But they don't have a guy that just goes up and gets it. And and so like at some point. You, you help your QB out, and if you could go back to the passing yards, well, now you cut catch two of those. He's got three touchdowns, and he's got 200-something passing and 80-whatever running, and no one's caring about his yards total. And then you're not going to make all those catches, but they don't ever make any of them, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's not the problem with those plays, except for the underthrow to Brown. I'd give it 50-50 in terms of the blame there. But I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna come out of this game and last week and really the last month and say that Fields is the problem, I just think you've got radically different ideas about what this league is now. Because these QBs are playmakers now. They don't sit in the pocket forever. That's dead. That's gone. You want a guy to run around a little bit. Look at Josh Allen last night. He was deadlier yeah. with his legs and his arm most of the time. Mahomes does it. He doesn't really run for yards, but he buys time. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is what Justin Fields is special at. And I know we want to like get the ball out, get the ball out. And we've all said it too, especially when it's a drop back plant and read, but you can't coach out the spin move away, run around, make something happen because that's what makes him special. And it's starting to click. Yes, it is. And you're watching Josh Allen last night. I, uh, I was thinking, is this kind of a window into what a more polished fields is going to look like? Not saying he will be as good as Josh Allen, but that type in that mold, you know what I mean. I can't watch Allen without thinking about Fields. Yes, exactly. All right, okay. I feel he's a smaller, faster Allen. Maybe he'll never quite have that great an arm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Allen was a project. Jalen Hurts is the other comp. We've talked a lot about both of mm-hmm. them in terms of the development. But Justin Fields is fun to watch. It's my quarterback. Like he he does things that you just don't normally see. 
we joked during the game that he was Mike Vick from Madden 04, you know, like <laughs> he turns on the Jets and he's gone and he, he requires a certain offense to function probably at this level, just like Lamar Jackson does and especially did early. And that's okay. He's still growing. But if you came out of that game depressed that the Bears lost, reset your expectations for this season and be excited that Justin Fields is putting it together. Yes. He was the best player. He and Parsons are the best players on the field yesterday when he had the ball. I was going to ask pretty you that awesome. question. That was, uh, that was my, the next question on my list here. Was Justin Fields the best player on the field? I didn't know if I was being a homer by wondering that, but... I would still say it's Parsons just based on what they've accomplished relative to their positions in general. And Parsons had a great game too, Mm -hmm. but Justin Fields is the best player on the Chicago bears by far far, and it's beautiful to see. He is the one impacting the game the most. There might be other bears who are better at the technical aspects of their job. Jalen Johnson comes to mind there, but Justin Fields is legitimately the at least the best player on his offense and i think probably just the most impactful best talent on the team when do we ever get to say that about the bears qb (laughs) cutler when they first got him before they had marshall i guess Mm -hmm. i mean it's pretty rare sid luckman (laughs) (laughs) i just wait for it there it is yeah you knew that was coming yeah yeah so i don't care that they lost really at all i mean we need to talk about the defense maybe you could say you care a little bit about how they lost but I was so encouraged by that loss just because of how well Justin played. And I just don't know how that's not the story. He is not a question mark right now. Mm -mm. He is the guy. Moving forward, get him a Goagi, get him some linemen, and that's that. You got lots of other things to fix. A couple of uh, interesting stats from yesterday. Time of possession. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. 36-04 for the Bears to 23-56 for the Cowboys. Uh, the Bears, Bears ran seven, dominated the second and third quarters. Yeah, uh, they ran 71 plays to the Cowboys 57, and uh, Fields rating 120. Best of so his career. If you, you know, you read that, you think, oh, man, the Bears must have won that game. But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> the, the defense had other plans, which we can – uh, get into we but, do need to get into but that i mean sure. those numbers there for offense i mean against that defense on the road like the offense did their job yeah i mean consider the opponent too that's the mm-hmm. most points dallas has given up all year yeah bears scored three more than the mighty eagles against the them bears. and it was on the road i used to always say i can't pick the bears because i can't take their o-line seriously on the road that's not the case anymore and shout out to the coaches. That continues to be – there was more penalties yesterday than other games. A couple, couple were bogus. Yeah, but it continues to be a pretty tightly coached crew. Yeah. They're not getting the same kind of drive killers normally. And occasionally they recover from a drive-killing penalty, which – when did we ever get that either? I mean, there's <laughs> there's good things happening for the Bears, even though they gave up 49. I know it sounds absurd. Like, I get how dumb and loserish it sounds to be like, hey, I'm happy we got – our doors blown off, <laughs> but you have to keep the long term in mind. Mm-hmm. And I've never been less upset about a blowout loss than I was yesterday because the QB did his thing. And every game that he does his thing is another game where you say, there's no way these guys are moving on from him. Yeah. And the, the, the fact that his best game in several categories was against 
maybe the best defense in the league. I don't know how you're not encouraged by that. So yeah, they've got two other really hard games, and this was the third. Yeah. Right. Those those three teams, Dallas, Philly, and Bills, they're the only Super Bowl contenders this team plays. And the offense had a good showing. So I'll take that. Yep. I'm all here for the 30-ish point scoring games and losses. Bring it on. Give me the pick, but give me fields playing yeah. well. They'll win a few games so they're not demoralized, like I said. But that's that's the scenario. If you told me you're going to lose, how do you want to lose? I'd say shootouts. Yeah. Because your QB's developing and you still get a high draft pick. <laughs> yep, exactly. Couple so, other, can I give you a couple ahead. other fields things here? Yeah, we got. I got one other fields thing too. Okay, oh, uh, the three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing, no interceptions. That's beautiful. Also, he threw to seven different receivers yesterday. Great which, catch. Which these, uh, with these weapons, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it wasn't just all Mooney or uh, Mooney and Komet. Shout out to Komet for his first touchdown of the year. That too. was so funny because Johns has been using that as his <laughs> bold <laughs> prediction forever, and then he joked, "I'm not going to do it," and now he's going to score. And then he did. He did. And then uh, I started the post game before you, so I barely consumed any content, I should say, from earlier. And he was like, there was more about that on my Twitter than anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Komet looks like he's developing, too. Remember, tight ends take forever. You said that. You said two, I three think, years. Yep. I think a few things just threw everything off over the last five years that just aren't normal NFL stuff, like Mahomes being gangbusters from the very start. Kelsey and Kittle being amazing from the very start. Those are two positions that historically take longer for young players to click. Cause I think cause they do so much. Don't give up on Cole commit. I'd still go get a great pass catching tight end with the pile of money you have. Cause there's a couple available mm. and there aren't receivers really that you want to spend big on at least on the free agent list at the moment. So like Gusecki or Dalton Schultz would still make sense. And you could use commit with them. And with your power running game, wouldn't that be fun to defend? Mm. Yeah. He's um, a great so blocker. Yeah. Yeah. He is a good he is a really good blocker. He's coming along. He's fine. No, no shade thrown his way. I have forgiven him for pulling fields back on the fourth down <laughs> run against Green Bay. He's having a decent year otherwise. I'd like to see him even more involved, but I think a lot of it is having to stay in to help block. Mm. Um, but the other thing I wanted to note on fields, because this was something you brought up <laughs> in our group text with cousin Nate. Cousin Nate. Hey, we should rope former student Tim into that. Former student Tim. More on him in a minute. But yeah. uh <laughs> Fields looks like the best player in that draft class. I mean, best QB in that draft class. Yes. Right now. I mean, it fluctuates. I think probably really going to come down to him or Lawrence. But I don't buy the other guys really much at all. No, in fact, he's uh, Fields, if you like this kind of stat, he's 3-0 and against uh, other QBs in his draft class. So coming for you zach wilson yeah he's right wilson puts up the yards and then he has those baffling interceptions where you're like oh, oh. I, I saw one of those yesterday like he was four feet away from just throwing the ball away and it was picked off maybe he was trying to throw it away and if i don't know case, yeah. but, but what i wanted to point out about that game is bill belichick did what he's supposed to do against young qb but he couldn't do it against fields <laughs> Just, just throwing that out there. That was my other Fields point. That's beautiful. It's my quarterback. So, shout out to a guy I'd like to see get all the snaps at the X receiver the rest of the way, Akil Harry. Yes. A touchdown. Perfect job picking off the defender with the way mm -hmm. he ran the route. Nothing, nothing illegal about it. Just his body is in the way, and that's the kind of body they need. 
Hmm. There's no reason to not give this guy way more snaps. He's been giving more the last two weeks, right? He was, he just now came off IR. I'd like to see him get basically all of the reps at that position. There's still potential there and they desperately need that type of receiver. So yeah. let's give it a shot. What, what can we lose? Sure. Yeah. That's and what this Saint is Brown for. can still play the slot and block and do the things he's really good at, but he's not an X. He just doesn't go up and get the ball. I yeah. want to see if Kerry does. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. Just a miscellaneous thought. And kudos to the coaching because they are willing to tweak and tinker and do some funny, weird stuff. I like seeing both the running backs on the field together just to mess with the defense. They did direct snaps with options. I don't know that I've ever seen that. They did it twice, and Montgomery kept them both times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we leave the O, are you at all upset that Fields jumped over Parsons instead of touching him down? No, I think the old I mean, guard's mad about that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he should have done it and he owned it and whatever. By the way, his shin hits his helmet. There's one angle where you can see the helmet move just a tiny bit. I swear, I swear he barely touched it, but anyway, yeah, you know, I, I heard part of the post game show and uh, Mully, Mike Mulligan on the score said that he was upset that whoever jumped over him didn't touch him but then when he saw it was fields he was okay with it <laughs> and, yeah and there's sort of some smart like preservation of self going yes, on there exactly so I, I care more about that how did am i upset no one else on the team did that uh, yeah i guess so. but um that was a great play by parsons too you gotta give him credit that guy's awesome He's an awesome player. He's just an awesome player. His yeah. hustle is fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that they out hits you there for sure. That's oh. the bad. That's gonna, you know, young teams do bad, dumb things. Like mm-hmm. they'll make a coaching point of it. And uh, generally, you don't sit there and watch the Bears and go, "Why are they not trying?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, the, the the coaching is fine. And I guess at this point, we got to do the defense, right? I mean, we'll oh, put it off. Yes. yes. So can I can I reengage with former student Tim? Former student. Yes. Thank you for all the engagement on Twitter, by the way. Tim. Yeah, Tim. We got Cousin Nate in the text, Buddy Brian in the G chats. Where are you at? I'm going to hear about that one. Sorry, Buddy Brian. <laughs> Buddy Brian. And we got we got former student Tim in the, in the Twitter. But he said this, okay? We'll quote him for two of his tweets here. Yeah. For now. The secondary didn't look great, but for their youth, they weren't overmatched by Lamb Gallup. And Prescott, this can only be encouraging as progression will still take place. I will co-sign that. If you had any kind of pass rush, they'd probably look a lot better yesterday, but you can't expect anybody to cover Gallup and Lamb for as long as the Bears were given Dak back there. Mm -hmm. 3.3 for Tim here. So that was point two. The first ones were about fields, which I think we kind of mostly covered. Mm -hmm. So three, let's not talk about the rest of the defense. Well, I do agree with that. (laughs) Unfortunately, we have to. (laughs) And then he says in the next one, 3A, if this is the run defense front eight, trade anyone of value for anything. Would take any draft capital or a legitimate wide receiver O-line upgrade on no front eight player should be safe. What do you think of that point? Uh, that's definitely the biggest weakness on the team right now. So, yes. I mean, it's like the, it's like the biggest weakness is taking its turn depending on the game, right? You give up 49 with zero pass rush and no run defense. You're going to say, oh, the front seven or eight is terrible. And they were. <laughs> and they were. And they don't have talent. They, they lack high-end talent for the most part. Robert Quinn would not have swung this game 20 points. No, he would not. Maybe I don't want to hear it. That was still but... a good trade for the Bears long term. Yep. 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 I think 
it gets at a bigger questions that I have about Ryan Poles when we look at this defensive front. Um, but would you trade any of them? All who, of them. Who could you trade besides Roquan? Yeah, that's another question. I mean, your young guys, I don't think you trade. I don't think anyone really blows you away to where you'd give up on Gibson or Robinson yet. If somebody loses a D tackle, you know, what yesterday and now they need one. Of course, the deadline, we should mention this, is tomorrow, tomorrow Tuesday yeah. the 1st. Mm-hmm. You can maybe trade Justin Jones for, a, you know, a couple cleats at this point. <laughs> Roquan's the only guy with any value there. Yeah. And you're not trading your young guys. Right. I would absolutely move Roquan for the right round pick, which is probably second. Yeah, his uh, his bag got a lot lighter again yesterday. For it his, just keeps uh, going back and forth. Uh-huh. I mean, we could do this every week, but the bottom line is he's probably looking at a franchise tag or a, no, we're just giving you this offer, and you can go figure out what you want to do, and no one else matches it, and he ends up on a year prove-it deal. Yeah, he's flashed this time in some fantastic ways, but just not consistent. I'm, I'm not. I think he's struggling to money. fit the one gap schemes. Mm. He's got the same problem Brian Erlocker had, but not anywhere near the overall speed or size. That if a blocker gets to him, he's probably out of the play. Mm. Right. Whereas Erlocker had that problem, but he also had all the rest of it. You know what I mean? And Roquan's got a lot of the rest of what you look for in a linebacker, but not quite elite enough. He's just not – I'm not resetting the market for him. Are you kidding? No, no way. No way. No way. Mm-hmm. So that means if you trade him, I'm going to call it the same thing as the Robert Quinn thing, only he is younger. If, however, you can get him for a much more appropriate salary, okay, keep, keep him. Mm-hmm. I'd I'm like just to not setting him. the market with him. No. no. I'd like, ideally, I'd keep him at a rate I like. Because you don't get better getting rid of your younger building blocks. There's already enough holes to fix. Yeah. But if if that negotiation and Ryan Poles is sitting there going, man, that was so bad. There's no way we're coming to an agreement. If that's his takeaway and he says, I'm going to trade him right now to the Seahawks, I'll understand it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think any of the rest of them have any value. Which gets me to my concern about Poles. So... Would you say at this point Justin Fields is starting to remove the question? Oh, the yes. Questions. Yeah, for sure. Do you have very many questions about Matt Eberflus at the moment? Uh, No. Not really, right? Like, yeah. I didn't really like the process that got us him, but he's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. They still adjust well. That You know, that they're a competently coached team. He's the least of my concern. Yeah. I do still have questions about Ryan Poles, namely because they did spend at least a little bit on the defense, and it stinks where he spent. <laughs> Nicholas Morrow is awful. He is. He's <laughs> Justin Jones doesn't give you much. Alkadi uh, Muhammad is the worst signing of all, and that's a yeah. really competitive race between him and Lucas Patrick and Byron Pringle, who's played one game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, this offseason free agent class is terrible and the defense is the bigger part of that by spending um if i can tangent on muhammad a a minute here why is he still starting over gibson and um robinson you know what i mean is it because of his colts past his colts ties that uh, he's getting I, I I don't think so. I mean, okay. normally like, oh, it's veterany, veteran, veteran, veteranness. You know, coaching <laughs> coacherson has to play the veterans kind of stuff. But these coaches have proven that they will change and adjust. And I don't think it's fair to them to say that. 
I don't know what they like about him, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know yesterday he's going to play because he just traded Quinn. And Robinson is terrible against the run. <laughs> so they want him to be a third down situational pass rusher for good reason. He got absolutely washed on the first huge run, for example. That was just a yeah. brutal play by him. He, he runs all the way down. I already didn't get washed. He runs all the way down on the QB and QB. Yep. Goes the back. He did not set the edge. You, you set the edge. Well, that's a, is that a youth thing or is that a probably experience? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not worried about him. He's mm-hmm. elite athletically, but I think they don't want to put him out there a lot on first and second down because he's okay. bad against the run. But yeah, so we're going to get more Al Qadid Muhammad. Great. Love I got to do another McKenna <laughs> story before we get out of here. Oh, please do. Yeah. It's a perfect game for a McKenna story, but we'll save that for the end. Okay. <laughs> um. So, so my point back to polls is he's the big question left. If you're like, ooh, Fields is checking them boxes and Eberflus is fine and gets he's starting to figure out how to use the talent around him. You could quibble about some of the calls here and there. You're always going to do that. You could say, why did it take this long? Well, they're all new, right? Like, but polls gave you a really bad free agent class and a solid draft. And there are still huge question marks. And that's okay. It's his first year. But the guy that out of the three guys that are super important to this future, he's the one we still don't really know all that much about i feel like mm. is that fair yeah i do I, I think that is fair yep okay so now let me play positive okay there's a reason they tried to sign larry ogan joby as the big splash yeah that was correct self-scouting <laughs> yes true yeah and definitely you do have yeah. d line available it looks like in the free agent class okay, okay. Have a couple d tackles both the eagles guys are free agents can't imagine they have the money to keep them both You've got edge rushers like um, Bradley Chubb, mm. who's not signed at the moment. Now, franchise tags and extensions can still change all that. Point is, that's a much deeper group than the wide receiver group, just mm-hmm. like the O-line group is much deeper than the wide receiver group. Yeah, I would draft wide receiver. We'll get to that in a couple I think months, that's I guess. almost but, inevitable, especially yeah. if they're in like the 10 to 12 range. Your mm-hmm. top tackle is gone. Your top edge rusher is definitely gone. So anyway, uh, we'll get there down the road. But the yes, point is, me. that unit looks like it could be even worse than those other two. The D-line looks like it's maybe the worst unit on the team. Yeah. But I think there is more available for free agency, at least definitely than wide receivers. So there's a little optimism. And they did self-scout the mess out of that and tried to fix it. It just hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you can buy some uh, some linemen and not have not draft and wait for them to develop, you're probably in the mix quicker for uh, contending or at least being, you know, a conference contender. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on who the other guys are that are up this year potentially to be free agents at the edge spot, but it's like a bunch of like 26, seven year olds, 25 to seven. Like there's a, there's like three of them that have the potential to be on the market mm-hmm. that would be big time upgrades and you'd still have a good chunk of their prime. And so I, I'm not panicked about the long-term plan there. What would so, you, when it comes time to uh, uh, fill out the roster a little better next year, where would you um, consider not putting a lot of money? Cause I'm thinking linebackers is 
might be a good that's place the problem just... with keeping rogue on it's just not yeah. worth spending there exactly yeah because the secondary i still like the secondary a couple bad games yesterday vildor and brisker did not they had maybe their worst games of the year but Brisker i'm okay was good with in the that. second half he was bad yeah. in the first half yeah yeah but still i mean i like the secondary long term just answer me this question what how good is a defense if the safeties are the two leading tacklers that's bad <laughs> Real bad. Why are the safeties the two leading tacklers? Because the line isn't doing anything to keep the backers clean to make the tackles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the safeties are having to clean everything up eight yards later. That's why they're called the safety, because they are the last line of defense. Literally. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So You're a smart mother. That's right. This is a big problem, and it starts up front. Don't mm-hmm. get suckered into thinking you need to get Roquan a linebacker to pair next to him. Nonsense. You need to get a three technique and a couple edge rushers. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they, that's the, what they need. The, cow, the Cowboys were um, a good uh, good example yesterday of, uh, yeah, you get more time, you block better, you know, you can't get any pressure on the quarterback. It doesn't matter who's on your secondary. They're going to – the receivers are going to get open eventually. And, and we get out here quit having games where we can't run fit or tackle for anything. I mean, yeah. that's that's not – they don't get a pass for that. Yeah. The, the, the defense was so bad against the run – that they didn't even make the Dallas Jersey guy work, right? The laundry guy <laughs> didn't even have to do anything last night. Gallup goes untouched for like half his runs. It was it was unreal how bad mm-hmm. that was. Mm-hmm. Blowed up. It's disappointing so, after how good they were against New England. But. Yeah, it's a young team. It's going to have its ups and downs. But mm-hmm. certain things, you know, Eberflus, and I give him credit for this, actually. He's like, well, you know, we got to work the fundamentals and whatever little coachy speak thing he said. Because he's not going to say, look, we all know we don't have enough talent up front, but you can talk fundamentals all you want. If you don't have the talent and the other team has the O-line, they're going to move you out of the way and run right where you were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The Bears just aren't good enough to compete with a, an offense that good. Yeah. That's just the truth. Okay, a couple other things. Yep. Back to former student Tim. Former student He says, calm down on Valus Jones. I know it's bad not to catch that, and it's symptomatic of the Bears' problems, but if he works on that in the offseason, his value in the running game makes it worthwhile. Debo Samuel, like, I agree. In fact, I chided a guy that is always negative about polls because he was like, they should cut Bayless Jones. And on Twitter, I was like, no, yeah, that's not knee-jerk at all. I think (laughs) I started my response. And then he's like, if he was a fifth-rounder like he should be, they'd have cut him. I'm like, look, I didn't like the pick in the third round either, but – I'm looking around. Where are all these fifth round picks teams are giving up on, let alone third round ones? Right. It's just not what the league does, man. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Bad start to his career. He's four games in. He is a threat in the run game. Tim is absolutely yes, right he there. Is. He's got yes. a TD and a couple first downs that way. I disagree with the process of picking a gadget player in the third round. That is a problem for me. Yeah. But Valus Jones being cut is nonsense. And Valus Jones needs to get more snaps because, again, this is a developmental year. Yep. And he's tainted by his two fumbles in the punt return. I mean. Yeah, that's bad. It's so, a terrible start. The guys recover yeah. from it. Wow, look at Jamar Chase's first game and his preseason, his rookie year. He had like eight drops in the preseason. People were freaking out. <laughs> and I know Jones doesn't have that pedigree, but I'm just saying guys start slow and recover. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I agree. Way too early to give up on him overall. Yep. I don't want him returning punts, but. I, when he gets the ball on the field, he's he's a weapon. He can be. He can be, yep. And Pettis is doing a little better on the punts the last couple games. Yeah. Pettis is a guy that's like, 
he's sort of symptomatic of the problems. And another thing Tim brought up was like the receiving core get carry get um get Harry, you know, more reps. He mentioned mm-hmm. sort of buy into some Nikhil Harry hype. I agree, definitely get him on there. But I don't think I still need a better receiver in there because you need everybody down one notch on the pecking order basically and Pettis being so important to your offense is just kind of proof that your passing game stinks right but if he was your fourth or fifth receiver okay that's that's a little different right now um so i would just say calm down on the jones hate people i know it's not what we wanted it's not the pick i wanted but give him a chance for crying out loud yeah i mean and and can we say, hey, how about the fact that he was open? I know he dropped it, but he toasted uh-huh. the guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got to catch that, but you can't – let's analyze the whole play. He burned the guy also. He sure did, and it was a beautiful throw. Just uh, missed the last part there. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of good things on that play to, uh, to remember. All right. Famous bear to wear 82. Uh, Greg Olson's the one that came to mind for me. How dare you? How dare you, sir? He should be the answer. He's not? Okay. Well, because we stupidly traded him because we hired a coordinator who doesn't like tight ends and it has the league moved to tight ends being more important. That's like the most Bears move of my lifetime. (laughs) He could already tell Greg Olson was really good. At a position (laughs) they're never any good at. And then they traded him for a third round pick to appease... A retread hired coordinator. Kill me now, Bears. Come and, on. And March was gone a year later, too. Yes, it was so stupid and short-sighted. Yep. How about we don't how about we just don't hire a guy who doesn't think tight ends have any value? That would be maybe <laughs> the first step. All right. The Windy City Gridiron answer is Ray Bray. I have Sounds no like idea who that is. <laughs> a teenage pop star that I'm desperately trying to keep my children from watching YouTube videos of. Bray okay. was a four-time Pro Bowler from 1939 to 51 is his Bears career. He played both sides of the ball. And number 82 playing guard and whatever DG is. I think they must mean defensive, defensive tackle. Defensive guard defensive back guard? then? Yeah, maybe. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Defensive guard was a linebacker before modern defense. Never mind. I should have finished reading it first. Okay. He was part of all four Bears championship teams in the 40s. Imagine a decade with four championships. Ah! That's the best decade in Bears history. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the final thing they say, he also has a pretty cool name. Never heard of Ray Bray. Ray Bray, is that what you said? (laughs) You will definitely have heard of number 83. And we will wait. Yeah. He. uh, You'll get this one for sure. But Ray Bray... He must have been on that, uh, yeah, he was on that 73 to nothing championship win in 1940. Mm-hmm. Still the biggest blowout in uh, NFL history. It's wild to think of NFL players playing two ways. Yeah. And a guard number 82. I mean, everybody's like, oh, the jerseys are all crazy now. Yeah, but they used to be, apparently. Mm-hmm. So hey, you had a McKenna had story, right? But, well, just, it's, you know, all right, okay, oh, no yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. The Bears lost to the Cowboys and gave up 49 points. Oh, no. no. But Fields looked good. All right. But the defense was spectacularly terrible. Oh, no. But they ran for over 200 yards again. All right. right. You get the point. We can just, it's like, I think we could do that almost yeah. every game. I need to get her on here sometime yes. when we record at home. 
and give her a script to read to do it. That'd be fun. Yeah. Clip the oh no for uh, future sound bites. That'll be oh fun. yeah. Her <laughs> oh no is so much better than mine. You gotta hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will be back later this week, probably a Saturday recording again because I'm booked up Friday. Uh, nice. To talk Bears Dolphins, a game that dare I say might be a shootout. Crazy. They, they're both scoring more than they're defending. I'll put it that way for now. <laughs> uh, thank you for following us on Twitter. Please uh, like and, and engage us there. Give the pod a thumbs up. Help the algorithm or whatever Twitter's doing now under its new overlord. <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you on Saturday. Packers lose. And that's a real shame. Put that through your mind. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I f- all the bears.